Welcome to Mindfully Sovereign, the podcast that invites you to reclaim your feminine self-authority and unleash the abundance within. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I'm here to help guide you past your limiting beliefs and into the heart of your unwavering and undeniable power. This podcast is all about reclaiming your feminine self-authority, learning the art of self-seduction, and awakening your inner goddess so that you can become an aligned match to your most abundant life yet. So grab a cup of tea, get cozy and get ready to become mindfully sovereign. Hello, hello and welcome. I am so very excited that you are joining me today. This first episode is just near and dear to my heart and it is going to go right to the heart of why this podcast, just why all the things. (laughs) So allow me to reintroduce myself in case you didn't know me already. My name is Safa and I am a feminine embodiment and relationship mentor. I have been doing the work of feminine self-reclamation for well over a decade and I am so grateful to be here with you today. I wanted to start this podcast by looking at what it is to be mindfully sovereign. So if you're like me, you've been around the world of self-help and self-care for a little while, and you've started already in your journey of mindfulness through meditation, maybe yoga, or maybe Pilates, or something that feels just very zen to you that allows you to drop into this present moment wholly and completely. And really, that is the essence of mindfulness, something that allows you to be in this moment exactly as it is and just taking it all in, which is honestly an easier task on paper than in real life. And for me, this is where feminine self-reclamation and self-authority really come in. And both of those connect to sovereignty. But before I get too ahead of myself, let's go back to the subject at hand, which is sovereignty specifically. I recognize that the word sovereignty might be foreign to you or that you might have heard it used only in terms of being like a sovereign state, for example, or think about it in terms of a queen is sovereign of her queendom or kingdom. And that's valid. And for a while, that was my understanding of the word as well. And it wasn't until the last 10 years that I started to redefine what that meant in my life, especially in relationship to my mindfulness practices. So to give you a little bit of a background on me personally, I have been practicing and teaching yoga for well over 13 years. And when I got to the practice, I felt very bruised and very achy internally. My heart ached a lot. I was struggling with a eating disorder that plagued me for many years since I was very young. And I found myself basically depleting myself, not just energetically and mentally, but also in a empowerment sort of space for a very long time. I really just felt essentially like I had no power in my life. It felt as if I was one of these characters in those movies where the character is being driven by the story instead of the other way around. You know what I mean? Like instead of being me, who's like the lead character and is taking charge and is doing all of these wonderful things, to me, for a very long time in my life, it actually felt like everything external was 
driving me forward. All the things were pushing me. And sovereignty wasn't something I had thought about, but through the practice of mindfulness and through my connection to self and through my awareness of what it is like to really sit and be introspective and pay attention and be with the things that are showing up for us on a day-to-day and moment-to-moment basis, things slowly started to change and transform. And so not only was I able to move away from this space where I was self-depleting and very disempowered from just allowing myself to be at the effect of everything in my life in the realm of just conscious awareness and mindfulness. But I was also able to sink my teeth into something that felt deeper. Something that allowed me to delve so deep into my mind and my heart that I was actually able to, in the long run, move away from toxic patterns that had kept me stuck in my life in so many different areas, career-wise, relationship-wise. Heck, I was married for 12 years and I was not in a healthy relationship. It was a very toxic environment. So doing this work, tapping into the arena of mindful sovereignty allowed me to break those patterns. It took me out of my eating disorder. It put me in a place where I'm at the wheel of my life and where I am in charge and very much in a creative, proactive state versus reactive. In other words, it allowed me to be at the center of the story, driving it forward instead of feeling like I was constantly at the effect of things. So that extra something that I was sinking my teeth into alongside my mindfulness practices and, you know, the yoga, the self-help books, the meditations, the time spent with coaches and mentors and psychologists, all of that was going deeper than I even realized. And that's where sovereignty came in. So in this regard, sovereignty to me means the ability to show up for yourself in full with the whole spectrum of your lived experience and put yourself at the helm to be the main driver, to be the main character. You hear people talk about main character energy all the time now or quite a lot. And this is exactly what that means. That sense of sovereignty, it's a self-governance. It's a self-authority. It's a space of self-empowerment that doesn't come from external things. It doesn't depend on how well your day is going or how positive your mindset is. It doesn't really leech off of the idea of high vibes and pink thoughts all the time and be happy and get yourself in the right space. It actually allows you to be exactly where you are in this moment right now without really having to change anything other than to ask the question, who do I get to show up as in this moment for myself today? And that is like the biggest change, the biggest most powerful, most beautiful thing I have experienced that I like sharing with my clients that I refer to constantly within my own life that I just like attribute so much wonderment in my life to. And really what it comes down to is placing yourself 
as the queen of your life in a very strong place. Again, I'm not someone who is going to talk about thinking positive all the time or looking on the good side of things. I actually really believe in sinking our teeth into the fullness and the breath of life, which means the shadow. It means the darkness. It means the things that are left unsaid so much of the time. It means holding yourself super radically accountable. It means being a leader, a true leader, but for yourself first. And so sovereignty isn't so much about being this like very loud and overbearing type creature that demands that everything and everyone around them submit to them, which I think is generally a little bit of the idea that we have around sovereignty, other than, like I said, the queen on her throne and all of these things that I really see that we've, as a society, gone through so many changes and so many shifts that there are people out there taking a really aggressive stand in the realm of what they proclaim is sovereignty, which is really just more showmanship and control. So I'm not talking about that. I am talking about the ability to show up from a place of strength, which also goes into a very deep sense of vulnerability. They go hand in hand. And so this sovereignty isn't Again, it's not screaming from the rooftops that everybody basically prostate themselves at your feet and, you know, kiss the floor that you walk on. This is more about a sense of questioning, about a sense of exploring, about a sense of getting so curious to really discover what it is that drives you and the way in which you show up for yourself through those spaces of drive and also the spaces of shadow self that you just cannot help but to almost fall in love or completely fall in love with yourself in a very real way, not in a surface level, oh, okay, I'm good or I did good things today, therefore I love myself or I only love myself when or I only am happy in my life when. So that sense of like as long as isn't there. Mindful sovereignty is understanding and loving the fact that everything in life has its ebbs and flows, that there are going to be times when you don't feel like you are at your most shiny, pristine, or perfect self, that there are going to be times when you feel like you don't want to, or that there are going to be times in your life when you feel resistance and pushback, and that's okay. Mindful sovereignty is the act of self-devotion that allows you to take everything that is showing up in your life and make something extremely beautiful out of it. And beautiful in the sense that you can sit with everything, the discomfort, the pain, the fear, the anger, the emotions, the doubt, and still show up not only as if you were the main character and the most invaluable, the most amazing person in your life, but like you know your worth and you know you matter. Like you know that you are this incredible creature 
And you can tap into those spaces without looking for an excuse to feel that way. So what I mean by that is there will be times where I or a client or someone I know will tap into this source of real strength and self-empowerment. And then there will be this need to immediately quantify that with something that feels more palatable to the whole world around them. So it's like saying, I know my worth and I know how amazing I am and therefore I have a sense of self-importance and I know that that word, especially like said that way, can also be very triggering, but just give me a minute, take a big breath, it's gonna be okay. That sense of self-importance and sink your teeth into it, understanding that there isn't a need for a qualifier after that. In other words, for me to say, I know that I am amazing without immediately falling back into because I can, you know, run a mile in one second or because I am the smartest kid in my class or because I am the sweetest person and I'm so kind. And I'm so... Those things are great and they're a part of who you are experiencing yourself as being in this world, but they are not defining of your greatness and of your value and of your worth in and of themselves. They're just not because you are worthy and valuable and extraordinary and worthwhile and worthy without any of those qualifiers. You just are, period, and end of story. And so tapping into that is immersing yourself in the realm of true sovereignty and mindful sovereignty means you get to show up with that knowledge and understand you have a chance to hold yourself truly and radically accountable in your life you have a chance to decide and choose you have an opportunity to be and not get bogged down by the thought of as long as. So easy to show up in presence of power or in the idea of the presence of power when everything is working out our way. When the doors are opening and people are saying yes and we're getting the flowers from our dates and we're falling in love and all the things are sort of like rose-colored glasses, right? That's so easy for us to just be like, oh, my life is amazing. I manifested this incredible dream life. I'm so creamy and sumptuous and delicious. And yet the second something feels off, whether you wake up in the morning and you've gained weight or your person broke up with you or you lost a freaking client and you don't know what to do next, you still get to show up for yourself from a place of mindful awareness and sovereignty. And a lot of times this looks like releasing something and letting go of the idea of control. This looks like having really truthful conversations with yourself about the things that are lying underneath the surface. The things that you're not saying that are driving the reactive nature of something. And then the way in which you can choose to flip that, become proactive, and turn the whole thing around for your greatest good in the best way possible in that moment with the most amount of vulnerability and tenderness 
and love that you can muster for yourself. And that means non-judgmental processes. That means observation. That means curiosity. That means understanding that your sovereignty is not contingent on perfection or on the illusion of perfection. Living a life that is mindfully sovereign is a process of self-love and deep embracing and deep understanding. I've been saying for years, and I truly believe it in my heart and in every fiber of my being, that it's time for us to go beyond the idea of self-acceptance and that we need to get really clear about what self-love actually means in a healthy, organic, and really alivening way. Because the truth is that self-acceptance in a lot of ways and in an energetic format, and you'll learn this the more that you listen to the show, I really love energetics and a lot of like these woo concepts, but I also like a lot of science and I am very logical. And of course, I love psychology, which I've studied for some time, but (laughs) I digress. What I have discovered over the last eight to ten years is that the deeper we align with the frequency of acceptance the more it feels to our subconscious minds and to our unconscious like we are putting up with ourselves it's not as if we're writing this beautiful love sonnet to ourselves in which we just pour our entire hearts out and we are so sincere and so tender and caring and present It's more like I am accepting this of myself because what else am I going to do? I have to put up with me. Like this is my this is my only alternative is I'm just going to put up with the fact that I'm not perfect. The fact that I cuss a lot or I have a very short fuse and I'm still working on my emotional intelligence or what have you. It doesn't matter. The point is when we delve into that from a place of self-acceptance, what we hear, what our energetic bodies feel in our minds and just everything, they hear, I'm putting up with you. This is like, I'm just tolerating you. And I've actually shared this concept in the form of an example in the past that relates to our romantic relationships because to us, those relationships are very paramount still. And we sometimes understand the world around us better when we phrase things in this romantic way. So allow me to just walk you through a really quick moment of this visualization so that you can sink your teeth further into what I'm saying. Imagine that you are just head over heels, pour every inch of yourself and your body, your mind, your heart into this person. They're the one that you want to love. They are just your person. And you're having a conversation with them one day and you're expressing maybe some inadequacies or you're trying to convey something deeply vulnerable to them about you and your relationship and just the world around you. And they look at you with tenderness in their eyes and they say, I know that you are not perfect. I know all of these things about you. I know that you leave your socks on the floor every morning and you don't always brush your teeth at night. And I know that you have a short temper and I accept you. Just pause and feel that in your body for a moment. 
Notice your physical body response because it's not one of supple delight and like melting. It's more one of like, oh, oh, okay, you're, fuck, ow, you're putting up with me. You're just, you accept me because of course you accept me. You see, it just, it feels so disengaging. And so then we take that further into the realm of self-love. And I firmly believe that one of the reasons why so many of us are still struggling with this concept in our lives, despite the years of self-help books and all of the tapping and the meditations and the gurus and all of the things that are out there, we're still coming back and feeling like we can't quite get there like that self-love seems so far out of reach we don't even know if we are ever going to quite get there and so what we find ourselves doing is putting qualifiers again there are those qualifiers i've been talking about on top of things like yes i love myself because i'm smart because i'm strong because i can put my legs behind my head i don't know but there's always some kind of qualifier and we micro manage that or we or we put it in a very microscopic space in our lives so much so that we say I love my body because I can do these things I have two really healthy legs or I have these arms and these I like I can't tell you how many times I have had conversations specifically in this case with women or female identifying people who love to celebrate everyone and how amazing they are and how beautiful they are and the diversity in the bodies and just like, oh, this is amazing. But the second it comes to them, to them truly, their physical body, they only know how to relate to themselves and their body in a sense of love as long as, as long as that number on the scale doesn't go up, as long as those genes still fit them, as long as there's no cellulite, as long as they can remind themselves that maybe their body isn't perfect, but you know what, at least they're healthy. And I know that we think that these things that we say are good and that they are helping us and that they are a step in the right direction and There is a lot of nuance in this particular subject, and I will come back to that later at a later time on a different podcast, but I'm using this to connect to mindful sovereignty for a reason, so just take a breath and keep listening. It's important to acknowledge because the more qualifiers we put on our true worthiness, our sense of self, in our relationship to ourselves, the more challenging getting to a place where we feel like we can live mindfully sovereign lives become. Because how am I going to show up like a sovereign in my life when I think that speaking my mind makes me a diva or when I'm afraid that my anger immediately makes me a terrible, horrible human being that should just put it, be put in a corner or in a cage and never be spoken to again. How are we supposed to show up for ourselves in our lives from a place of power when we are continuously believing, speaking, or acting the worst of ourselves to ourselves and to the world around us? How many times do we accidentally let it slip? Something like, oh, I'm so clumsy, I'm so dumb, I'm so, you know, whatever. 
And it seems so innocent, but it is so completely pervasive. And it puts us in a state of dis-ease, like dysregulation, not easeful within our own minds and our bodies and our hearts and our souls. And it creates this trickling effect where we don't know how to sit with the fullness of ourselves, thereby completely taking away the ability to be mindful in that moment. And also, we can only feel into our sovereignty as long as. And this is important because this is where we start giving our power away to external factors, whether it is a person or a group or a situation. This is where we start living like not even a secondary character in a story, but like the character that just gets pushed around from scene to scene without really anything to contribute or to do and nothing really to say that they achieved other than, hey, they got pushed in this direction and they made it to the end and that's how they got there. This is also the space that leaves us vulnerable in toxic relationships, whether it is at work or whether it is romantic or with family or with friends, in such a way that we just keep siphoning our own power away for the sake of the other person so that we are not misunderstood, so that we are not seen as the bad guy, so that we are not labeled X, Y, or Z, so that we don't rock the boat, so that we don't make people uncomfortable. There is such a vast list of reasons there. And people who are truly out of alignment with their own wholeness with you, people who are in that toxic space will see that lack of sovereignty and be like, woohoo, because they know. They know that they just have to push a couple of very key buttons or use a couple of very key phrases in a very particular kind of way, and they've got you. You've given up your crown, you've bent over backwards, you've started pleading and people pleasing and just doing all of these things that leave you feeling and acting like you are the least important character, the least important person in your life, in your story. You are just inconsequential. And I can't think of anything more disempowering. I can't think of anything that makes us feel as minuscule as that. It's funny, I actually, I love this song by Valerie Broussard, which is called A Little Wicked. And one of the lines in there is just absolutely stunning and fucking on point. And oh yes, if you are just joining me in any capacity for the first time, I do cuss. I love to say the word fuck because I think it's cathartic. And so there we are. But so there's a, there's a line in that song where she says, no one calls you honey when you're sitting on the throne. Think about that for a second. It is such a beautifully poetic and accurate depiction of what happens in our internal systems or through our internal systems when we finally acknowledge that that crown belongs on our fucking heads than this. No one calls you honey when you're sitting on the throne. And of course, that doesn't mean like be a jerk or be hyper aggressive or, you know, channel, you know, whatever kind of... I'm going to defeat you and I'm better than you type dynamic. That is not at all what I am saying. It wouldn't be at all what I would ever say. 
But it means that you can, when you place that crown on your head and you take the throne of your life, when you become so sovereign in your own space, first of yourself and then of the world around you by consequence, that you can show up and say, this is my realm. And this is how I operate in it. It really changes everything because it helps you in the creation of boundaries. It helps you in the delineation of what it is that you actually want in your life and whom you want in your life. It makes it so much more accessible to tap into your core values and your desires and your integrity. It just makes everything so much more readily available to you through your own power in a way that is healthy and that is aligned with your highest self and that really fills every area of your life with presence and with authority and a kind of authority that feels organic, that feels all-encompassing and gentle. For some reason, we also do tend to believe that authority needs to be aggressive, and that's not the case. Authority gets to be tender and gentle and strong and intelligent all at once, and none of those have to mean harshness or negative or demeaning or anything that we associate with the word authority or the word sovereignty, for that matter. So tapping into a life that feels like you are living mindfully sovereign is expanding your world. It's allowing you to deepen your intimacy and your relationships. It's helping you walk away from that job or that relationship, that friendship, whatever it might be that is no longer serving you and hasn't served you for a very long time and take it from someone who has been there and made it through because of that. It has the power and the potency and the capacity to support you and sustain you as you heal the deepest wounds in yourself the ones that feel like they are never going to go away, the ones that have been with you for a very long time, the ones that you think, holy crap, I have dealt with this and talked about it and journaled it and it's still here, what gives? Which that is also a whole other conversation. But yeah, this helps move you through that because there's an internal ecosystem that understands that no matter what, You are never at the effect of anything. You're not getting pushed around. The world isn't against you. The universe isn't against you. The cards aren't stacked against you because you always have a chance to choose who you are going to be and what that looks like in your world at any given point in time. If there are days when you wake up and you just want to be in your feels and you don't want to do anything and you just want to watch reruns of something on TV forever, then you can do that. If you wake up with a fire in your stomach and you want to create and you're about to leap into something that feels so scary and so unknown that you're like needing to take a big breath, but you're still going to do it, then you get to do that. Whatever it is that you choose to do, you get to do that. And the more deeply connected you are with your sovereignty, the more that understanding shows up, the less likely you are to self-sabotage from a place of reactivity. The less likely you are 
to simply give your power away to circumstance, the less likely you are to as long as yourself. When you learn to see yourself as the ultimate sovereign in your life, the ultimate authority, when you treat yourself with that respect, do you really think you're going to wake up every morning and immediately put yourself down? Would you put your boss down? Would you wake up in the morning and go to your boss and go, ah, you're a jerk, you're fat and you're bald and you have spinach in your tooth? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to give your boss the respect that they deserve. Well, for the most part. <laughs> I think if you know how to respect you will be a respectful person. And if you have deepened emotional intelligence, you will know how to approach a situation with someone with respect. And it's the same with you. If you hold yourself to a level of sovereignty, mindful sovereignty, you will approach yourself with respect and understanding and tenderness and caring and support. And you will be your best safe space. Because it's great. It's great to be able to have safe spaces and safe people around us. But if you can't be your own safest, most amazing space, this is all still going to feel sort of extraneous. It's still going to feel sort of just like, again, you're just moving through the motions and someone externally outside of you has to be there to get you to move your right foot in this morning or what have you. It's still putting the onus of your life on someone or something external. Whereas if you are your safe space, if you listen to yourself, if you hold yourself with grace, with respect, with all of the love that you have to give, that I know that you are giving to the world around you, your children, your spouses, your person, your family, whatever, your, your heck, your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors. If you show up for yourself that way, imagine how much more potent you, you would feel. How much more able to speak for yourself you'd be. Because it wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't be oh, poor me, everything happens to me, nothing ever goes my way, it would be, I'm amazing. And I get to have a conversation with myself today about what's up with this. And together, me and myself will figure this out. And I'm always going to be okay. And I'm always going to be in this space with myself in a safe way. And this feels nourishing. And this feels empowering. And this feels expansive and amazing. And this gives me life because I get to show up for myself in full without holding back at all. And I do it from a place of sovereignty where I know it's up to me. I hold the reins. I am at the helm. I'm the one who sits on this throne. And adding the element of mindfulness to this allows us to also deepen something that is incredibly important in the realm of sovereignty, self-sovereignty, feminine sovereignty, the things that I'm talking about through mindful sovereignty, which is emotional intelligence at a level that feels out of this world, at a level that allows you to resist the urge to run away or to make everything pretty and pink again. Mindful sovereignty is the essence that allows you to sink your teeth into what is happening in this moment and say, okay, yep, that sucks, that's painful. I feel 
all kinds of things about this and my feelings are not my reality. I am not my feelings and I am going to choose to show up like this in this moment for myself because I am worthy. It's the thing that is going to help you through the hardest times in your life. It's the thing that helped me move out of my eating disorder and out of my toxic relationship and into a wonderful new relationship and into a wonderful new life and a new place. Just the things that have created the most amount of magic in my life all stem from the deep understanding of this power, this mindfully sovereign power that we have at our disposal, that so often we tend to move shyly away from for fear of shining, for fear of taking up space, for fear of being seen. It's so interesting that we spend so much of our time trying to be seen a certain way by the people and the world around us. And yet, when it really comes down to the truth of this, we don't actually want to be seen at all. We want to remain invisible. We want to remain as inconsequential and as teeny tiny as we possibly can because that way we won't rock the boat, we won't be seen as the villain, we won't cause problems, we won't etc. And so this concept of mindful living allows us to tap into the ability to take up space in this world freely, truly, powerfully, delectably, And in such a way that our lives feel not just like amazing, beautiful, masterful lives that we manifested, but lives that feel orgasmic. And so we get to talk about that on our next episode. And in the meantime, if you have questions about this, if you just had an aha moment, if you want to sink your teeth deeper into it, if you just want to chat with me about this, then hop on over to my Instagram at your soulful goddess. I'll put that on the notes to the episode. Don't worry. And join me because, so just as a reminder, this podcast comes out bi-weekly and then every Friday after the episode airs, so the Friday after this airs, in this case, is going to be the 25th of August, 2023. And on that date, At 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can join me on my Instagram where I'm going to be going live for a Q&A. I'm really only opening it for that reason. I don't want to open the live for me to just chat. I want to open it for you and I to be able to have a conversation about this because, and we will totally talk about this on another podcast, but knowledge isn't embodiment and It's always so great to be able to have a reflective and introspective conversation with someone about something that you've learned. And sometimes we can't do that with our friends or family members. I mean, I for sure haven't always felt really great just calling up my family and saying, oh my God, I just listened to this podcast on the goddess or I just listened to this podcast on whatever and I want to talk about it. It's really very rare that we do that. Whereas here, you and I can sit down and have a chat. So don't forget. Instagram at Your Soulful Goddess Friday after the episode airs and the episodes to this podcast air bi-weekly. And then other ways to reach me are through my website, YourSoulfulGoddess.com or my email, which I check regularly, a little bit more regularly than my Instagram DMs, admittedly. So just FYI, info at YourSoulfulGoddess.com. Thank you again so very much for joining me for this, the very first episode of Mindfully Sovereign. It has been a pleasure and I will see you or I will talk to you 
on the next episode.